This week's episode of the award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by Accents. Him. I love your Detroit accent. Say something. Me. Moat control. (laughs) Secretary of State. (laughs) Pop! Because it ain't fucking soda. It's pop. It ain't fizzy water. It ain't coke. It ain't no, It's pop. It's pop. Period. Point blank. Pop. You about to get flued out. <laughs> Close. C-L-O-Z-E. Close. Are you referencing garments or are you referencing Clo- opening both business hours? This is my Detroit accent. Close. C-L-O-Z-E. <laughs> Scrappy. We don't talk about nothing else. If it's not, we ain't fighting. Them girls ain't jugging. No. All that scrapping. Yeah. What up, though? That's how we greet each other. Period. Yeah. That, nothing else. What up, though? Cardi's. If you don't know what Cardi's are. What is that? See? <laughs> See? Memphis. I don't know. See? Cardi's. Before there was a Cardi B, there were Cardi's. Okay. Shirling. You hoes don't know code unless you have had to get a Shirling to put on. And as long as you don't say flute out, you are in line with the Detroit accent. So if she flying out 20 girls, she said all expenses paid. Some of them, are we doing a continental breakfast or are we ordering omelets on our um, all expenses paid trip? What are you talking about, ma'am? And so is there going to be a bus to get us from the hotel to the club? We're getting flued out, but I mean... I need more details. It sounds like y'all hoes need shots. Flued out is not a word. It's not a thing. Stop. Flued out. No. Y'all need shots. Y'all need shots. The flu season is here. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. And of course, RonaldMatters.com. I am the Superman. T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N. A.K.A. The Pounder. In chief, BKA the Eight Mile Crocodile. Um, this is here for a podcast. Your colorful commentary on LGBT health and wellness. Before we get our started with our icebreaker, I just want to tell you something, and you need to accept it. No, I'm not. Go back. No. No. She also said it's cool if she doubled down on beating her sub because he's gay. So we're not allowing her to put nothing in the Wikipedia and nothing in the dictionary because she's still wrong on all fronts. Her lace front is wrong. Her vocabulary is wrong. No. Okay. So given our experience before we just started recording, um, our icebreaker this week, tell us a time when a friend checked you and you took their advice. Um, my old best friend checked me, um, like when I first started dating my ex-fiance because uh-huh. I wasn't sure that I wanted to be in like a, like a real, real relationship. I was like, well, I date a nigga, but I mean, I'm still gonna fuck these hoes though. <laughs> uh, and so he checked me. It was like, so do you want to like fuck these hoes for life or do you want to be in a relationship? And I was like. Hmm. <laughs> so I can remember that that checking. Uh, shout out to you, Jay. Um, 
that was a real check-in that I needed? Um, I don't know. I feel like it took multiple people for me because I don't listen. I'm a bottom. <laughs> but so many people told me um, that I was so much bigger and better than Memphis and that they could and would support me um, through moving away from Memphis, whether it was New York or D.C. So I just appreciate everybody who couldn't. I don't know if I could do it. I mean, I don't know, but for real. And then you see I'm scared. <laughs> Girl, what? It's a plane ticket. <laughs> um, so many people. Oh my gosh, I do not have a voice this week. I feel bad. We're four minutes into the show. But I love you guys. So, yeah, thank you to everyone who told me I could do it. The word of the day this week is dummy mission. D U M M Y mission. Get flued out with no continental breakfast. That's a a dummy mission because girl, I'm not getting on no goddamn plane with no bitches <laughs> trying to send me a ticket talking about I'm gonna flude you out. No ma'am. No, I'm not going to the airport wasting my goddamn time. Oh my First God. off, TSA is too fucking long to be out here playing and I don't even got no real ticket. Flued out no anyway. <laughs> Um, dummy mission. A dummy mission is when you set up a date, y'all coordinate, mm-hmm. you turn three niggas down that you could have possibly been hanging out with, Jujin, blah, 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 Fulala, and all those things. You flee, you drive 30 minutes or take two trains and a bus oh to God. get to the location. To the pain. And then the nigga don't answer the phone or answer the door. You have just went on a dummy mission. <laughs> <laughs> Who the dummy? Who the dummy? You got sent on a dummy mission. It's bad. Everybody's the dummy at this point. <laughs> <coughs> Your grandmama's the baby at this point. <laughs> everybody's the dummy at this point. You have done all of this, and this nigga don't even realize Woo. your process. And he is just as dumb because he's put you through all of this and didn't realize your process. He could have just told the truth. Dummy mission. Word of the day. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do not let these niggas send you on dummy missions. Have something concrete. Be close within time limits. Mm-hmm. Don't invest your time in nothing that's not investing their time in you. Do not be on a dummy mission. This week, we have an extraordinary sponsor. Again, Project Briggs is sponsoring Here For It podcast with their Swirl and Chords Fashion and Music Gala. Washington, D.C. will be on fire for the King and I's production on 2018's Swirl and Chords Fashion and Music Gala songs and silhouettes benefiting the American Diabetes Association on September... On, oh, not September. Girl, we passed Ooh, that. Sure. On Saturday... December 1st, 2018, in the Arena Stage at the Mead Center for American Theater. The link will be in our description. It's going to be an amazing gala. If you think that um, some of the galas that we've been to previously have been great, make sure that you come to this gala. It's going to be great. It's benefiting an awesome, awesome, awesome cause. And Project Briggs is here for us like we are here for them. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. So hot topics. Here we go. <clears throat> First, there is one black person in America that I'm okay with white people calling the cops on. Can you guess who it is? Right, because I'm just like, no. Um, 
Maybe Kanye West or Omarosa. I was thinking of a boy and a girl. I was they like, already called the, they already <laughs> called the cops on Omarosa. <laughs> Those are my answers. Do I get the million dollars? Um, the Apple Store girl oh. is the only girl <laughs> in America. The I Apple Store fish. <laughs> I will allow them to call the cops on her because <laughs> what are you doing, ma'am? If you have not seen the video, <laughs> well, everybody seen the video of the girl hip rolling in all the Apple stores. It's a pretty Ricky of all things. And to Usher, it was like another song too. It was Usher and Pretty Ricky and something else. She's been hip rolling in all these Apple stores uh, and not giving a fuck about her surroundings. Don't give a fuck if you listen to the music, if you like this type of hip rolling or not. Mm-hmm. She's going to hip roll and uh, be a part of the demonstration. And y'all can call the cops on her if you want to. She Let her go. Right. Yeah. Um, Idris Elba. Has finally been named the sexiest man. I have alive. a problem with that. Idris Elba. People magazine named Idris Elba the sexiest man alive, mm-hmm. and I feel bad because I know all the years previously where he was not nominated, where he, he was, was not the, named. In the, well, he was. He's been in the top ten for like a lot of years, like Blake Shelton and girl the Mar- the Maroon Five front runner Adam Levine. We're gonna forget that, but also. People, y'all cried and cried and cried, but y'all got to go to the newsstands and get the magazine to prove to people that y'all will buy this cover with Idris Elba on it. There's already the stigma that um, magazines with artists of color don't sell as well as magazines with white artists. So if you are really excited about Idris Elba being People Magazine's Man of the Year, you have got to go. You've got to go to the newsstands and get the magazine and put it on your coffee table or put it in your closet. No pause. For the culture. We need to prove Also the get the magazine. L magazine with um the one and only the incomparable, the unshadable uh Michelle, Michelle Obama. Obama. Interviewed by Oprah. Okay. <laughs> for so, her book Becoming. And so if any anybody out there wants to give me a Thanksgiving gift, I'm appreciative of those. Those would be great Thanksgiving gifts. I I welcome those. Um, but I'm excited to finally see him named as the sexiest man alive because he's been the fucking sexiest man alive for the last three or four or five, seven ish, seven, eight, nine, ten issues that yeah. y'all have had. These ugly, Uh-oh. bad shaped, here we go, acne built ass. Mm-hmm. White men on the cover talking about he the sexiest man alive. To who? Who? A black shelter with all his clothes on. Who? Okay. No, ma'am. Right. No. To Gwen Stefani, and that's part time because she about to get rid of that nigga too. So, um, shout out to Idris Elba because you deserve. Go get the copy off the newsstands. Absolutely. Um, and send a copy to Here for It Pod if you uh, want to gift us something for Thanksgiving. Real Housewives of Atlanta had happened again. I don't know. Am I here for it? No. Okay. I was. I didn't want to. <laughs> it was exhausting to watch, and I was like, I can't remember the last time that I was just exhausted from the beginning to the end of Real Housewives of Atlanta. There have been episodes where I was like bored, but like still intrigued because I want to see where the story is going and who's gonna show you somebody next next week. I've been there. Over the years mm-hmm. of Real Housewives of Atlanta. But I've never was like exhausted. Like, is there something else on I could be watching? I watched The Walking Dead. I'm, I turned <laughs> it. I was just like, woo. They just killed Rick off on Walking Dead. Sorry, spoiler alert. 
But I just want to see where the Walking Dead was gonna go. I'm like, people die. At least people dying. Some. Well, Real Housewives of Atlanta is dying as well. <laughs> the, the franchise is dying. Um, it was. It just was so hard, and I couldn't even review the first episode because the first episode was even more boring than this one. This one was at least like I got to see Miami. Like the exciting part of the episode was Miami. Nobody that was on the cast except my girl Eva. No shade. She's you know bright or die. Um. Everybody, else, I was just bored. I was bored the whole time. I understand um, everything that's going on with Greg, and um, I hope he, everything goes well with him. Hope he gets better. I did see his weight loss. I see he's struggling with yeah. cancer. He and was that's very deep sad. in the throes. Yeah, I, I, that's very very sad. And so I'm not taking away from that, but just as far as entertainment, Shady women linking up at a restaurant, going to. Throw shade to each other. There was no... Yeah, as far as entertainment value, this just is not it for me. Portia was there. In a red wig. Portia's dating advice to not ask questions was almost the dumbest thing that she has ever said. Going While well, going to look for rings. And she said a lot of dumb shit. A lot of dumb shit. I don't want to ask him no questions because I just want to live in blissful ignorance and just not know nothing. What? That's how the last one ended up suing a gay girl in a lawsuit. That's how all her relationships have been ended up. She she was trying to get the other nigga, the last nigga, the last season, to just fuck her and give her a baby and not marry her, and he left. And then Cordell, she was just being a whole other person and not asking <coughs> nothing, no questions, not saying nothing, just being a vessel. And that ain't end well either. So, huh? People do not take Portia's dating advice to be advice. That's where I will leave that. Um, and sharing a toothbrush is absolutely not sanitary. Woo! Do not go with that. So even if you let that nigga put his dick in, in your mouth, do not let his toothbrush into your mouth. It is to clean the plaque and the tartar off of his teeth. And that same plaque and tartar will be on your teeth when you put that toothbrush in your mouth. I can't. Stop it. Um, in brighter news. What is up, everybody? Wow. No, I know this is coming up, so I'm trying to just do my research. But keep talking. In brighter news. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 4 has finally been confirmed and announced for next month. So get your birthday, December 14th. Yes. Get ready, get ready, get ready, because it's coming. And I'm watching and we're gonna talk about it. Alright. Um, we have our first trans girl. Beep, 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 beep. We knew kinda already. Oh. I like cause it wasn't a secret. Okay, it was a secret. Okay. Well, it wasn't officially announced. It was just like well, like Oz just said, she was gonna be all stars. <laughs> girl, no, you're not. Um it was like out there in the ether, like people have been talking about it, but Ooh. we didn't really know that she was on. And now we know that either Rue or production has uh, broke the rule of a trans girl being on Drag Race. At the Rue just said it. Yeah. And so I'm excited about that because I really would like to see her go far. I really would like to see her go and do great things. Hopefully she has a positive message about trans visibility um i'm excited about it because you're gonna first off has always been fish 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 fresh fish. off the boat 
fresh off the boat. And um, she's now got some years under her belt where she's owned her craft. And hopefully she's able to show it. She was somewhere. Uh, no, she was in Hawaii for Pride. And she was sponsored by Uber. She was driving around in Ubers. And then people who were going to the gay club, the Uber would specifically go to them and take them to the club with Gia Gunn in it. And then they would like listen oh. to like stunning, and, you know, like, and Gia Gunn would perform. And then it ended up with Gia Gunn taking an Uber to the gay Pride club to perform. I'm like, yeah, yes. I'm down for that Uber. I love that. I want to get in that Uber. Shout out to Uber for sponsoring Gia Gunn like that. Speaking but you know, they still problematic. Um, so, yeah. Uh-huh. Get you a lift if you can. <laughs> um, speaking of girls that own their craft, hopefully Monet Exchange has owned her craft a little bit more since her last season. It doesn't look like it. Who? Monet Exchange, your, oh, your friend. Child, the Pussycat wig queen. She still got a Pussycat wig on. I don't know. I didn't like the the like. Okay. Yeah, I agree. She needs to. She. I think she could have used another year to own her craft. She said that. But why join this cast? And now you're about to embarrass yourself because you didn't own your craft and you're really not great at what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And now you're about to be on the stage of All Stars, looking just as bad as you did last season. In her Meet the Queen, she said, "These girls have had so much time, and all I had was like a year um, of like living in New Jersey, and then I had to come right back." So, um, I just hope that my personality and my look can get my like her physical, yeah, will get her through. I'm just like, that's something you say, y'all meet the queens. It's like, no, since um, my season, bitch, I don't want to do this. I've been sponsored by, and I had this campaign. Bitch, She's giving me first to go home. (laughs) No shade. Mm. Um, also. I hate to tear down another black black queen. It was a lot of black queens. It is, but the the last season also had a lot of black queens. And I'm here saw, for Monique. I hope you're not gonna say you're against Monique. Huh? I'm not. I'm okay. not. I'm not okay. even gonna say that. But how does Jasmine Masters still look cheap? Ooh. Because you have had all of the years to get this shit together, uh-huh. and now we put you on All Stars. You have such a huge social media platform. Have got booked everywhere everyone knows you more for the things that you've done in social media before you were on drag race yeah and now you've come back to a bigger platform and here you are in toys r us wigs oh my gosh and toys Toys r us appliques what the fuck is jasmine masters doing girl we are counting on you there are all these black queens and i want them to do well i really do but i want them to want to do well as well and Jasmine Masters is not inspiring any confidence for me. Um, I can agree with that. Um, I hope that they explain that Trinity, Latrice, and Manila, uh, Trinity, who Trinity. all have competed for All Stars. Trinity ain't been on All Stars. Yes, she has. Trinity, Trinity, Kate yeah. Trinity. No, Trinity the Tuck. Taylor. She was on season ten. She no, she competed on All Stars too. How was she was on season ten? She's an all-star. Okay. Um, the girls are coming the, back. The girls. The yeah, girls are the coming girls are back, back from multiple from all-stars. all-stars. That, I, I agree with that note. And so I want them to explain the rationale because it seems like if you're on all-stars, you got a chance to win all-stars. And mm-hmm. if you lost that chance, how are you back again? What are you doing? Are you... We, we know you're an all-star. Thanks, girl. I, I love Manila. 
I love Manila. I love Manila. I love Latrice as well. And I want to see them compete. I want to see them tear this competition to bits. Mm -hmm. But I want them to explain why the fuck these girls are back from another All-Star season. For another All-Star season. Yeah. Um, Because people hated teams on All-Stars 1. I get the I get that people hated teams on All Stars One, but that don't mean bring people back. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe it's the two bringing two people back that's on my nerves. I guess. I thought. Anyway, uh, where's Shakula? Justice. Where is Shakula? Justice. And so, if we're gonna give anybody some justice for something for some crowns that they missed. I don't even want Shangela back on All Stars because I think Shangela. Shea Kool-Aid was busy when they were filming because they, they filmed during the summer and Shea. That's her. She was put. She put out an album last summer, mm-hmm. and Shea had a lot going on. I'm uh, hoping that's the reason. I, I hope so as well because the only person that is missing from this cast currently, and it's a possibility that she could be there because it's ten queens, and we've known Rue to give us eleven sometimes. Um, you know, in the first episode, you, it's a surprise girl yeah. to show up, and if the surprise girl is Shekule, I'm going that to was be, slay. I'm going to be logged in. That was slay. Y'all, gonna, y'all, y'all are going to see me mad, angry, happy, all of the things on social media. Um, but Shekule needs to be on this season, and if she's not, I'm pressed. You know they're doing a um, holla slay holiday yeah. special the week before it comes back. Uh-huh. What if the person who wins the holiday special? comes back for all stars for sure fan theories fan theories you know just yeah i just want production to not pick the winner this time oh trixie mattel was picked by the production who was the other girl that won uh sasha valor was picked by the production uh who's the other white girl that won recently Another white girl picked by the production one. Yeah, it seems like production does pick a lot I don't of want the production to pick people. Because, like, Sharon Needles being a winner was picked by production, it felt like. I, I feel that production picked Sharon Needles, but Sharon Needles should have won. I think they made the right decision that time. Other time, All these other times, no. Like, the people were firmly behind Shea Coulee. The people were firmly behind Shangela. The people were firmly behind... Um, when Alaska won, did Alaska do? Yeah, that Alaska. Uh, yeah, Alaska. Um, I mean, it was a little problems, but Alaska should have won. She won the most challenges. Okay. She, but problematic at the end. Whatever. Justice for Kennedy Davenport. I ain't saying that, <laughs> but uh, production needs to step out of the way. Let people decide who the who America's next drag superstar is, especially if Rue is not going to. So if Rue wants to keep her hands clean and not be child, involved, does does Rue want to keep child? No. Next subject. <laughs> Rue is my fave. Wendy Williams, RuPaul, faves. Let's so, predictions. First of all, <coughs> I think it's either going to be Monet Exchange or Monique Hart, unfortunately. Um, where? To first to go? Yeah. All Stars 4. Um, Monet, I could see going home first because what she showed up with in Gia Gunn's behind the scenes interview. She didn't have that little clear coat, coated cape thing. And then that wig. That wig. That Poor wig. wig. Poor wig. <laughs> Poor wig. Um, yeah, so I see either Monet or Monique going home first. Who are your picks to win? I 
see pheromone getting really far mm-hmm. oh first of all are we doing the thing we talked about oh we still not gonna do it? okay we're doing the thing okay um i see pheromone getting really far um i also see latrice getting really far okay um jasmine masters i don't see getting really far nope because it's gonna be a costume challenge and she's not gonna have the costume <laughs> or the acting or singing or rapping um, who else? I see Manila. I Manila continues. Manila. So if I had a, like a top three, I think those three are in my top three. So Definitely. My picks are Manila. Because Pheromone was funny even in that 80s skit that they did. And I was like, I wasn't expecting Pheromone to be funny in that. She's like yeah. a surprise. She's like a surprise. Yeah. She's more like Cameron Michaels has been this that other season. Yeah. Cam- like Cameron Michaels made it all the way to the top. He's like, how the fuck did you get here? No. Nope, She's like, butterflies. Thank God the butterflies happened. Ooh. <laughs> Where is she? Now, if y'all gonna bring a season 10 queen back. That should have been the one. I agree. Take Monet out. But Rue probably didn't like that Rue got called out for letting um, our Chicago sis walk out. And Asia called her out. The Asia called time. Rue out on it. The She's like... Time. Rue, we all supposed to be sisters. How do we all sit here and let the vixen walk out and nobody say nothing? And you as the mother... Asia. Had the absolute least to say. I'm sure so. Yeah. That didn't help Asia. It Well, Asia got a, <laughs> a, a wild production check currently. It's still so the truth. It, it's very the truth. It's very <laughs> so. much the truth. So that's why I want Rue to be a, a very far away from decision making. I want production to be very far away from decision making. Let the fans do the decision making. Yeah, I agree. My picks are Manila because she's the most fucking seasoned queen. Yeah. And she can still pull looks. She can still be funny. She can still be a lip sync assassin. Yeah. She has sent four, five girls home. Her MacArthur Park. She just, she can send girls home. And like, to me, she seems like the total package to fucking win. Mm -hmm. If it's not Manila... The only other girl I will accept in my heart. Valentina. <laughs> Are you serious? Is that true? I, I am praying to the, <laughs> the Virgin de Guadalupe that Valentina fucking wins. Oh because we gosh. need a fucking we need a fucking Latina girl. I agree. In the Hall of Fame. In Trump's America. It, because the Hall of Fame looks what? White, White. and blonde right now. <laughs> and if it's not going to be Manila Luzon, who's the most seasoned, the most... Asian fish, fresh off the boat. It, it needs to be one or the other. I don't want to see no white girl win. Okay. No shade to fair. You want a diversity win. <laughs> I want a diversity win. Give me something to get behind. And I can get behind a lot of things. Manila as Asian fish. Valentina as my uh, sister in Hispanic fish. Give me one of them. I don't care about nobody else. I don't feel... I, I think Latrice has what it takes to be the first big girl to finally win. But I don't... I just... I don't think the competition is ready for that yet. I don't think the competition is ready for that yet. And if it was, I'd be ready to see Latrice win, but I just don't think the competition is ready for that yet, unfortunately. Next. Ow. We're going to be uh, a little bit dark-sided. Okay. What's dark-sided? You remember that episode of um, Switching Moms? Which was Switching Moms? Switching Moms, Switching Houses. What was it? With the wife Swap? Wife Swap. <laughs> Woo! With the fat um, Christian mom. Yeah. And she came back to the house and ripped up the check. She said, this shit is dark-sided. I don't want nothing. Get out of my house with these they cameras. They give you a lot of money for going on Wife Swap. Well, she tore up the check. So, um, And so, 
I thought that this was very, very dark side. Um, that the culture convention happened again. Oh, that's where we're going. And we're going there. Oh my god. Shit. I was not prepared. <laughs> I stay prepared for this because anytime that the Koji convention happens I didn't even know I, what was going on. I thought they canceled that. I have a hand that is ready to wrap my hand in their wig and drag the fuck out of them. And dragging is what is about to happen. Okay. Here we go. Every year the Koji Convention every year, not mm-hmm. not miss a year, not a leap year, mm-hmm. not um this the year that Jesus came and saved us year. Every year, every year, mm-hmm. the Koji Convention works in a referendum of anti-gay politics. No matter who is the head speaker, lead speaker, who's in charge the of keynotes, the girls, who's the, the director, who's on the mother of the board. Every year, it don't matter. The HIV education panel. They find someone to be anti-gay and make it a referendum on gayness and visibility of gay people. Mm. This year is no fucking different. This year, the old, the tired, the musty, the mothball smelling Frances Kelly decided it was her turn to jump into the ring. So if you don't know anything about Frances Kelly, Frances Kelly is a quote unquote evangelist. Oh, she is. Quote unquote. Women ain't supposed to be in the pulpit. Mm. And she is also someone that has been on the spectrum herself as having uh, lesbian thoughts and uh, converting herself back into heterosexualism. Oh. Yes. Same Francis. Very light switch tease. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's not very light switch for me. I don't get to. Ooh, the light bill high this month. Let me conserve some of my gayness. I don't. So she was the, the conductor of the hate train, this culture convention, um, and decided to use the kind words of. Okay, I know you're talking right now. I went through hashtag Kojic, and I see a lot of future husbands. Hashtag Kojic on Instagram. I'm, um, Work on yourself. Living in the flesh right now. Work on yourself. Work on yourself. I'm finna work on some of these men in this hashtag. Uh, so she was the conductor of this hate train that happened at this weekend's past Koji convention where... I'm looking for the video. Uh, the kind words of sissified, faggots, and men who want to be women. Oh, Andrew Codwell was there. As well. Per, per, <laughs> per usual. Andrew Caldwell still allowed at the culture convention. Where else would he be? I don't know, but just girl. So when the saints go marching in, they man. Yeah, and he, <laughs> she was marching. She had her prom dress on as well. Um, Francis Kelly also had on a hard ass wig while she was saying these demonstrative things about uh, people of the LGBT spectrum, and I would like. To offer her some conditioner. Oh. Because the least you could do. Ma'am. Is if you come out here to spill hate speech. Is condition your wig. Condition your wig before you come out here being hateful. At least use the good oil shame. I don't know. Did you use like. I don't even know. No. She don't know. Oh. Obviously she don't know. Oh my gosh. The wig was hard. The wig was it's been rolled on many rodeos. Amen. And um, 
She had no business out here putting her lips on gay people's. Amen. Oh God. You're called of God. Who is this young man she picked out of the audience? God chose you. God wants to salt you some more. He want to what? Come out from among them sissified men that's been hanging around you. I didn't say you was a sissy. I didn't you say understand you understand what I'm saying? God can't use no men trying to be women. We call them faggots. I ain't calling you that. Understand that. Understand it? But the ones that's been around you... They've been around you, haven't they? Yes, ma'am. Talk to me, boy. I don't feel... Hey, I don't play God with God. Yes, you Stay do. away from around them sisters, okay? Right Let God save them. But God has chosen you, and they know it, and that's the reason the devil in hell is going to destroy you. In the name of the Jesus, I curse his spirit. And then she touched him and, like, I cursed his spirit. Ma'am, girl, you can't even... Get your cholesterol to match what the doctor needs. She can't even get this wig to be relaxed. Is the I don't point even that know. I was making. <laughs> it is very, is very stern. Okay. I don't know. Ready. It feels just very generic to throw a wig read, a health read. Just, ma'am. I was starting there. I as, wasn't finishing uh, there. <laughs> as a theologian who... I know they make you at least study like more than one religion when you go to um, theology school. Not not typically. Pick no. something else. Just go through something else. Because what you're going through right now, girl, this is not going to be profitable. And this this not it. I disagree, unfortunately. It is profitable because there are so many sheep out there that are willing to subscribe to the bullshit it's that she's talking dumb. about. And say that it's loving behavior. And say that it's not hateful. And... Still give their dollars, still give their 10% of their whole ass check to bitches like Francis Kelly. And bitches I use loosely. Um, I think that it's very important to highlight this because it continues to happen. People like Francis Kelly aren't immune to what's going on in society today. They don't know. It's not that they don't know, hey, you can't say faggots. Hey, you can't say sissify. She knows that it's politically incorrect to say these things. And she don't give no fucks about saying these things. She don't give no fucks about being politically correct. I'm for, not here for, it. for a congregation of people that should be um, lambasting her for this type of support. But she knows that she is in a safe space to say it. And so that safe space is the, the space that I'm attacking right now. It should not be a safe space to say faggot. It's not. It should not be a safe space to say sissified. I'm not here for it. It should not be a, a safe space to, you know, feel in your spirit. Oh, he look a little sweet. He look a little sissified. Let me go out here I'm with go, my cordless mic him. and go let out me, here. Let me pray for your motherfucking wig. And so while we exchanging prayers, you praying for me being around sissies, let me pray for your conditioner. Let me pray for your shampoo. Let me pray for your moisturizer. Let me pray for your life because the God that I know is not going to smile and be happy about the things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. You are tearing down the same people that you as an evangelist is supposed to be lifting up. You're supposed to be a positive message in every community, not just the community that you are faithful to. And 
I harp on this because this is not the first time that Francis Kelly has been in this position. Oh. This has been a long-standing tradition of Francis Kelly over the last 20 years um, to be anti-LGBT because probably of her own past, probably of her uh, ex-lovers and things. And so she feels like she's specialized to talk about something that she's not specialized to talk about. So, um, Francis Kelly and the Kojic Church, I am absolutely not fucking here for it. I'm not here for it. Um, to my Kojic queens out there, please answer me this. Why do why? you... Why? Why? Do, why do we occupy so much space in your head if we're already been written off by your God in your Bible? Your God in your Bible has said what it said. And you've taken that to mean whatever you take it to mean. Why are you still in our face? What 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 is the Bruh. main issue Bruh. <laughs> in what gay people are doing that you have to every year, like time work, you have to make it a substantive argument about what we do. If it's already been said in the word, quote unquote, you ain't gonna say nothing else. The word speaks for itself, right? Mm. Uh to the apologists that say they all are not the same. Stop playing in my fucking face. Who, who are the apologists? Apologists are people that will be like, well, everything Kojic is not bad, and Francis does not speak for the whole Kojic community. Oh, okay. And um, Andrew Caldwell is just an example. All, okay, every, all of he's that. an outlier. Right. Okay. Those are the apologists of saying, well, everything Kojic ain't bad. Everything Kojic is fucking bad. Religion... Uh, I, I won't even go down the whole religion pathway, but Kojic itself. And if you disagree with me, please get in the comments and let's have a discussion. Um, but when the 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 core of your arguments always begin with these subjects, please tell me what's good about it. Um, Kojic Church, get it together. I'm not here for so it. So I saw. I just saw the headline while we were recording. It says, Pastor Rockamore is putting drag queens out of his church. I don't know who Pastor Rockamore is, but I know a lot of drag queens do perform the Karen Clark Shears and the the Yolanda Adams. The Shears might as well be drag queens, no shit. They've inspired a lot of they've inspired a lot of R and B music. The Shears sisters have. So um naturally <laughs> naturally um, drag queens want to recreate the images of the beauty that they found in um, religion, its music, and things like that. So I don't know who Pastor Rockamore is, but Pastor Rockamore is putting drag queens. Why would you show up to church in drag? I only know Pastor Rockefeller. Not saying that um, all sinners can't come into the house of the Lord. Well, child, depending on where you worship, all sinners can't come into the house of the Lord. And receive the word and his message. First but, off, first off, the word, the message, every church is supposed to be what come as you are. If I'm in drag, I'm coming as I am. Where where in the fuck do you get to preside that me coming as I am is not fit to be in this church? Because I'm definitely a sinner. In the house. Just like you are. Hashtag center. Hashtag prayed up. So 
I can come in drag. I can be trans. I can come in a fucking red dress if I want to. It's come as you are. That's what it's supposed to be. Yes, get your. And so when it's not, when it's not come as you are, then it's not church. So y'all stop with this, this thought that it really is something that it's professing to be when it's not. Thank you guys so much for leaving us reviews on Apple Podcasts. Um, Open your Apple Podcast app and search for our name here for it. Click the reviews tab and click write a review. The link will be down below. I think we're like almost at 100. We're like at 93, 87. We're somewhere up in there. We're over 100,000 listens. That's where we are. We're doing those things as well. Talk to your talk. But um, back to hot topics. (laughs) Tyshawn Coquit. The voice contestant. The voice contestant has been kicked off of The Voice for doing porn with Global Bros. This is a porn company I have not heard of, and I have heard of a lot of the porn companies. Okay. I've seen a lot of the porn companies. Because I was like, I've never seen him before. Okay. And I'm also not a watcher of The Voice, but it came across my timeline, so here we are. Yeah. I watched the videos. Oh, you did? Oh, video. Multiple. There are multiple videos. Was there a solo and a... Oh, I didn't see any solo videos. Because usually with porn, they want you to do a solo video first to introduce you and then... Yeah, I imagine there are solo videos. I didn't see any of them. um, But I imagine that there are. The ones that I saw were dual videos. um, And they were cute. Fully verse? No, he's the bottom in all the videos. Oh, okay. All right. And I'm not tearing my sister down for that. No. Because she likes what she likes and she's good at what she's good Oh, he was at. good? She was good at what she's good at. Okay. All right. So, um, the personal ones that were shared on Azios are the ones that I saw. And uh, cute. I just, when you decide that you're going to have sex and put it on camera, be ye aware of the ramifications if it get out. So, uh, there are girls out there that are no face, no case. You know, they will record themselves doing all kinds of things, but just not with my face in it, not with my tattoos in it, blah, blah, blah. I can have plausible deniability. When you have put your whole face, your old face, your, mm, oh my God face in these videos, you can't deny that shit. Mm. Like that's you, my that's you, my nigga. Wow. And when you have made that level of commitment to your porn, Taekwon, Taekwon, Coquit, okay, Tashan Coquit, you fucked me up. Mm-hmm. Um, when you put that level of commitment into your porn career, ride with it, ride with it. We have a first lady in this United States of America that has her whole pussy out for anyone to see. For the first time in history, it has always been a coveted office. And getting girls fired. Yes. <laughs> As well. Oh, my God. And so, she can occupy the office of First Lady of the United States of America, and we have seen her whole pubic area. And so, I don't think that he should be fired, released, or removed from The Voice because he has porn. I think he should stand behind. Hey, I was young. I was horny. The dick was good. The nigga was cute. I he was had fucking... bills. He said he had bills. Yeah. Stand behind all that shit because 
let it be me. <laughs> if my porn is out, I'm like, yep, that was me. Did y'all like it? Share it. Retweet it. That's, yeah. I'm never going to, I would never hide behind something that I willingly, knowingly did. And so he willingly and knowingly did these things. And to hide and shrink from them, I think is a mistake. Um, I don't think he's hiding behind it because he posted the Fantasia video about um, encouragement and being strong. He did accept that um, NBC would not allow him to continue on their show. But I don't receive that he was like, oh my gosh, you guys. Because he did an interview with like Radar Online saying like, yeah, I did those videos. Um, I'm like one one of eight and I needed to get through college or two, a semester or two. And I did what I had to do at the time. I don't think he hid from the videos. And then especially with him posting the Fantasia video where she said, like, girl, life take you some places. Yeah. I don't think there was him hiding from it. I don't, I'm not saying he's hiding from it. I, he's blaming his past for why he's been rejected or he's accepting that his past is why he has no future on the voice but he can fight that that's what i'm saying so if if right now nbc if here come if here for a podcast and all their lawyers tell me i don't have a chance on the voice me a girl on that show hoping to get the hundred thousand dollars in the contract or whatever they got i don't have a i don't have a I don't have the arsenal that Viacom Networks has behind it. If SoundCloud said, here for a podcast, this has been cute. Y'all have been doing real cute. Y'all got 100,000 listens. That's cute. That's nice for y'all. Um, but we saw the Superman's porn and, you know, just, uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if this is going to be cute. We, this is not an uh, uh, image for us. Okay. I would fight tooth and nail for everything that I've done for a year and a half because it's not invalid. Because I was fucking some nigga on porn or on camera okay. before. That's the point that, that I'm making. I applaud that. That's the point that I'm making. He should be fighting tooth and nail because he's a good singer. He's a good performer. What he's done sexually on camera in the past does not impact his singing abilities, his abilities to be a performer. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that um, he's exactly hiding from it. He's just not taking the fight to them and saying why he's still qualified to be on The Voice. He's still okay. qualified to be on The Voice. He could probably win The Voice because a lot of girls like him. Uh-oh. That's why the story became really popular and trended. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't have trended if nobody liked him and was like, oh, well, girl, your voice was trash anyway, so bye. <laughs> but he's he's popular. He has a good voice. He's got a good um, performing talent. Uh-huh. And that's why the story was even a story. And that's the point that I'm making is... is he shouldn't allow, even if it was a lapse in judgment. We'll Keep just going. Say, Keep we'll just going. say it's a lapse in judgment. Sure. I've had lapses in judgment. Sure. Shouldn't allow that lapse in judgment to um, hinder your career. You got a whole career path. You're trying to get a record deal. You're trying to be a millionaire. You're trying to get these albums out, uh-huh. sell gold and platinums. Yes, you fucked a nigga back in 2001. Sure. Me too. <laughs> you going to let that hinder you? So don't let these dicks. I like your words of encouragement for him. I I think it's. uh, Don't let these dicks hinder you. (laughs) Is the takeaway from that. Oh my god. Um, Next, I would like everyone, uh, if you are a faith believer or if you are a witch or a warlock out there, to please cast a spell or send up a prayer. The finale. 
for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, oh shit! I thought we were. Yeah, no, we're we're on. We're still in real life. Right I'm now. like we're like four to seven minutes. Ruth Bader Ginsburg broke three ribs last week, <laughs> and we don't need we need her to be in the optimum of health. We do not need this nigga to get one more fucking option to be no. on the Supreme Court. No, Ruth needs to outlive me. Child, Ruth needs to outlive. Yeah, the family cat, the family dog, the family hamster. Ruth needs to live. It's a lot of pressure. I know. That's why. <laughs> that's why I'm asking for prayers and casting spells. I know some of you niggas out there is wishes and warlocks. I know some of you niggas out there is praying girls. Do whatever you need to do. But tonight, send something up for Ruth Bader Ginsburg because hey, we we're not gonna be able to live. We're not gonna be able to do this without Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She is the last hope. Supreme Court justice. She is the last hope. She is the the. It's all hinging. She fell in her office, broke three ribs. It's all hinging on Trump. Her. Already got two um, Supreme Court justices. He does. He uh, he does not. He does not give no fucks. We are about to get flued out. But I'm not. I'm not doing flued out. I'm not doing that at all. <laughs> Ruth, come back. So Don't laugh right now. Your ribs hurt. But Ruth, come back. Sound like your ribs hurt. Wow. Um. So speaking of. Politics. All right. LGBT politics, hopefully. All politics, unfortunately, because <coughs> our politics were adversely affected by white women. They continue. Suburban white women in Georgia. Huh? Suburban white women in Florida. Oh, this sound like me. Suburban white women in Texas. Oh, did I? I am looking at you. And so I know some of you may not be subscribed to this podcast, uh, but but y'all listening, tell your homegirl. But if you're listening, if you know these suburban white women in Georgia, Florida, and Texas, give them this note for me. Hey man, girl, fuck you. You have always been a pretender to be at our rallies, to be at our sides, to be an ally, and then the one. Fucking time we ask you to stand with us in Georgia, in Florida, and in Texas. Who the fuck do you side with? Yourself. You didn't side with nobody of color. You didn't side with anybody of substance. You didn't side with anybody of character. And I'm absolutely not here for it. The voting results this past election day, even though the House was taken by the Democrats, we have some key losses in the Senate and key losses in gubernatorial races more than likely. So I know they're in recounts and runoffs, blah, blah, blah. Come it on, just, Florida. It don't look like we're going to win. Come on, Andrew Gillum. It don't look like it. And who do I blame? I blame suburban white fucking women. Press statistics. And I'm about to give you the statistics. So just, just in Georgia, I'm just going to give you this one because we ain't going to do this for three hours. In Georgia, Abrams and Kemp, white men, 24% of white white men voted for Stacey Abrams. 73% of white men voted for Kemp. White women, 24% voted for Stacey Abram, Abrams. 76. More white women voted for Kemp than for Stacey Abrams. A whole other woman, and you are a woman. Think about that. You a woman. You voting for another woman, and you still voted for a white man. Because what? He's a white man. Black men, 87% voted for Stacey Abrams, 12% voted for Kemp. Black women, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the black woman. 
97% of black women in Georgia voted for Stacey Abrams. 97. Almost every black woman in the whole goddamn state voted for Stacey motherfucking Abrams. And I'm here for y'all. 2% huh. 2% voted for Kemp. They didn't know the names. They didn't know what was going on before the race. Latino men and Latino women, there was not even enough margin to count you. So what the fuck are y'all doing in, in goddamn Georgia? The the margins of error were between two and three percent, so it was not applicable to even judge where y'all went either way. So suburban white women, because the same the the race was basically the same in Florida with Andrew Gillum and uh, DeSantis and with Rick Scott and uh, his Democratic challenger Kemp. Uh, no, whatever. It is. Bill, Bill Nelson. Bill Nelson. Okay. And the same in Texas with Better O'Rourke and uh, the Crip Keeper, Ted Cruz. Suburban white women did the exact same thing. And so I don't trust you hoes. I don't trust you. I know y'all are nice. Y'all present well. You bring cookies to things. You like to be happy and smile in the mornings and all that. I don't trust you. I don't fucking trust you. Because when you get these these voting booths, you vote in the exact opposite of who you are every day. Every day you're like, oh my God, I'm so excited to be in America. Did you go to the Drake concert? They were asking me, did I go to the Drake concert? Does it matter to you? Why does it matter to you if I went to the Drake concert? Get out of my face. (laughs) What's your review on um, American Horror Stories this week? Um, The most important thing that happened the whole episode of American Horror Stories was... Billy Porter's unfortunate departure. R.I.P. Billy Porter. I can't pronounce what his character's name was, so he's just gonna be Billy Porter to me. <laughs> um, I did, I mean, I knew, you know, maybe the Antichrist, maybe not. Whoever the fuck Michael Landon is currently gonna be, we'll uh-huh. find out tomorrow. Uh-huh. Um, I knew he was gonna be breaking shop and tearing shit up and things. I just wasn't ready to see Billy Porter dead. So that was my biggest and most important takeaway because it was just a it was just a eh episode because they know we want to watch whatever happens in this last episode. So they saved everything for this last episode. They put nothing of great importance um, in the previous episode. Um, I want Mallory to be revealed to be a fucking angel. I don't want her to be the Supreme. We already got one. I want Cordelia to like. Step her pussy up and be like a real supreme. Kick these niggas in the neck. Do whatever the fuck you need to do. I, I want her to. I want to see Cordelia be like a supreme, supreme, like Fiona, supreme. Like when Fiona was a supreme, we knew who the fuck the supreme was. It was no question. Yeah, it was no question. Well, it was kind of no. It was no question because when it, it was, was a question, kinda... when it was a question, it was might be Madison coming up. What if what if he on what if he on do? Okay, she slit that bitch in the neck, <laughs> and that's what the fuck a supreme would do. Be like, okay, you think you over the supreme? I got twenty more years here, bitch. You gotta go. Slice, <laughs> and, slice, and she cut that bitch neck. That's what the fuck a supreme would do. I want to see that from Cordelia. Cordelia's the supreme right now. Cut cut that bitch neck. Throw your shoe at the bitch. Do something. I want to see Cordelia be like the supreme supreme, and if not. Bring um, Fiona back for five seconds. We already know that Angela Bassett has been spotted on the scene. So we're going to get at least five seconds of Marie Laveau. 
I'm here for that. I'm already ready to pop my popcorn for that. Um, there are a lot of fan theories and rumors that the season is really not over. Uh, that the next season that has already been greenlit is going to be basically a part two to this season. And I'm here oh, for that. I could be here for that. Yeah, I'm here for that because there's so much more story that they haven't fleshed out yet. Maybe that's why. Because I know you said like it started slow, but then I, I'm like, it's slow. Yeah, no. I gave it three or four episodes and it's still slow. I I'm I want them to continue the story in the next season. Hopefully that's what they're doing. That would be good. And that's what they're building. Even if um like we see Michael Landon win, there's still so much more that they can flesh out in the next season and maybe show him losing. So um hopefully y'all are tune, tuning in tonight. This episode is gonna air on Wednesday for the season finale of American Horror Story Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Oh shit, that was a real good uh. Um and we will talk about the conclusion next week. Well, there's two more. Not last but not least. Um, Diesel did something very small this week. Diesel. Meaning big. It's supposed to be big. It's supposed to be bigger than things. It's a multi-million dollar company. And y'all are doing something extremely fucking small. Extremely small-minded. Small-scoped. Small in practice, small in marketing. Who the fuck is in charge over there? Fire her now. If you don't know the story that I'm talking about, it's on LGBTQNation.com uh, where they talked about the jacket that has been worn and has been fashioned. Oh! Worn. Yeah. Oh! Talk about that and remind me to talk about my metro experience. Okay. So... Diesel decided that they were going to take back the word faggot. Who gave it to you, girl? What did that <laughs> thing say that I saw? Okay. Who gave it to you, girl? Mm-hmm. Diesel is not owned by anybody of the LGBT community. No. And we, as oh, the LGBT community, don't even really embrace Diesel I am so like fucking that. pissed. <laughs> I am so... Okay, I know that you're talking about that. Go for it. Okay. So, I was... This story had came out that morning... Diesel wants to reclaim the word so-and-so, so-and-so, and blah, blah, blah. So I get off work, and I was, I'm was i a boss in my job. So everything comes to me is already escalated. Come on, Khalees, you a boss. I'm, I've been through a lot today. I just want to get to my wine and get to my house. I step off the metro. There's a five-foot-seven woman in a um, floor-length um, bubble vest jacket coat. It's a bubble something. <laughs> And on the back of it, it says punk. And she's hugged up with another five foot seven, five foot eight Asian man. He probably was like a 28 in the waist. So that news story came out that morning about, what's the word? Faggot. And then I get off the metro and then I see the word needing my wine. I'm like, bitch, I'm going to get my wine. I'm going home. And I see this word punk come down the back of her jacket. And I just want to push her up the escalator. <laughs> I just want to push her. And I was like, but she's here with this young man and they're holding hands and kissy, kissy, lovey, lovey. I was so, I had forgot all about that. I was so fucking pissed. Don't be reclaiming no words that belong to me. Do you know, I just had to go through this coach ordeal. We call them faggots. And I had to go through punk and I, being a feminine black gay man in the world. Even today, 
and, and when I go to work every day, I have to deal with I'm less than or I don't deserve to be in a room, one, because I'm a millennial or two, because I'm a punk or and, a faggot. And a black one. So, like, y'all think this shit is fashion? Even with my sore throat, y'all got me fucked up and I'm not here for it. And I will cuss all you hoes out and go to jail for it. Y'all are going to jail. <laughs> Period! <laughs> So Diesel, in a non-laughing matter, uh, has decided that they're going to reclaim the word faggot as written in the I didn't article. ask for that. I didn't ask for it. And I, I didn't, didn't ask for that. And, and I didn't give it to you either. I didn't. I didn't give it to you to reclaim. I didn't put it up for sale. This is my life. They're selling the jacket that says faggot, F-A-G-G-O-T. For how much? $450. Oh, that's a discount because I thought it was thousand. I thought it was like $2,000 or something. No, this is the mark. This okay. is the market rate. You can buy a jacket made from shiny technical no. satin that has hate speech all over it. No. If you want to. So Diesel no. is trying to spin this as we're taking the word faggot back and making it a, a positive Who, term. Who's, is Jeremy Scott taking it back? Because Jeremy Scott is a faggot. Um, so but he worked with Adidas. So Diesel, who you got? What faggot you got over there on staff? They are also using terms uh such as diesel is dead. Not cool anymore, slut, and calling it hot contour. So I'm calling uh, it hot trash. I'm no, calling I'm it hot trash. I'm, I'm, it's hot trash. <laughs> I'm not. I don't understand. Like Diesel as a company, I know someone over there knows what hot couture means. This is not hot couture. It's hot garbage. <laughs> Jesus. The last story you said. Whew. Um. I'm not Diesel. I'm not here for it. Please, I'm somebody course correct on that bullshit. Cause no. I didn't give you the word faggot, and you can't take it away from me, because I didn't give it to you. Um, the last story is the death of an icon. Stan Lee uh, died at 95 years of today. Uh, he's been the most prolific comic book writer of all time. Not my time, not your time, of all time. There has never been a comic book writer more prolific than Stanley. He has written your faves. Your faves, faves. And even though he's Marvel and I am more of a DC guy, I recognize um, his role in creating these cartoon characters that have saved lives on the pages and on the screens and in real life. It has been an escape for a lot of people um, and it has been a adventure to watch the things that he's thought up and written over the years. And I would love to be half the creative that Stanley was at 95 years old. He took the civil rights mu- movement and made it interesting to a population that was not interested in the civil rights movement at all in a time when they should have been. So during the civil rights movement, People kind of knew who Martin Luther King was. People kind of knew who Malcolm X was and things of that nature, blah, blah, blah. But there were white people that just were not interested. Enter Stan Lee. Stan Lee decided he was going to make a Professor X. He was going to make a Magneto and shadow the thoughts, the patterns of the ideals that Martin Luther King and Malcolm X had in real life and in real circumstances and make it into a cartoon and make it into something that was more palatable for the people that just weren't listening, weren't watching, didn't care. 
And what happened? They started caring. So, Stanley, an icon, a legend, you are the last hot topic this week. <coughs> oh my God, I gotta say words. <coughs> Clock in to work, nigga. I know. I love my our listeners. This week in social studies, I'm I plan to spend the next six to eight weeks talking about my Facebook relationship. Y'all were so mad oh, that no. I had a boyfriend, and I had to take two or three weeks to get my notes together. But I'm did you have now. a boyfriend or did you have a boyfriend? <laughs> and you gotta clack your nails. I don't have no nails. I don't got no nails either. Um, the main point is when you get a message from a thought that used to hunch with your man. Ouch. How do you respond? Do I know already that they hunch with my man? Or do what I, I mean, like you're like your man's like 34, 35 years old. Is he a virgin? Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who he hunched or who he not. He might have been out here in these streets. Um, if I suspected that he's hunched with this girl and she showed up in my inbox, I have an automatic guard of defense of like, she might be coming to me with the bullshit. So, yes, that's where I start. So, I just want to give you two quick points by Zachary Stockhill, who's a relationship writer for the Huffington Post, the girls, the, the credentials. Um, Accept reality. Yep. His past encouraged his present. Yeah, okay. So Keith fucked you. Okay. Okay, so Keith had a baby with you. All right. Well, a baby is different. All right. So, okay, so Keith um, left you stranded on the side of the road after um, y'all went to Chili's. Okay. What what do you what what do you, what what's your goal? What's your motive? What what do you what is your point? You being a part of his past has definitely encouraged his present. But step number two, this is where we gotta get. Put one more bobby pin in your wig. Make sure it's secure. <coughs> you, don't lean over here. I'm sick. You have to be respectful because feedback is a gift. Sis telling you that, oh, we went to two for 20, and then my car broke down on the way taking him home. He didn't even know how to put the, change the tire. That could be a gift. It could be. She might be trying to sell you. Oh, he took my debit card and put $500 worth of fraudulent charges on it. Hey, it could be a gift. Oh, we used to be in a relationship and he used to bottom the whole time. So, who the top in this relationship? Because you look like my sis. That could be a gift. So, just as you want to get angry, ask what their motive is, and be all... I'm ready to go to war for mine. Well, girl, before you sign them wallpapers, uh, make sure you get all your questions answered. Make sure you take time to evaluate because feedback is a gift. So how many gifts did you get for your um your ex-boyfriend now? Because y'all broke up, I assume. Child, we broke up the same day. I was like, I, we've been on Facebook in a relationship for like five hours. Oh, it's over. I can't. So what feedback did you get? Like did you um, get did you get anything that you can learn from? Yes, definitely. Um there are people who I held to higher re- regards who were definitely inquisitive of what was perceived to be my current situation and th- their reactions were positive. They were or were not. Were not positive. Hmm. Um many of those were not positive, but they had selfish intentions with their negativity. 
I told you one. Oh, I don't know if I told you, but one guy was like, um, I don't like this. Daddy want to come back home. And I'm just like, well, daddy is in Memphis and I'm in Washington, D.C. So get a plane ticket. Uh, how, uh, if daddy want to come home, daddy can't come stay here. Um, so my heart said no, no, hey, <laughs> so nobody's supposed to be here. Um, that's so I'm looking for. I'm looking for a, a record deal. This two weeks in a row, you had Bobby Valentino <laughs> last week. Everybody want to sign me, you know. I'm, just, I'm available. I'm cheap, mostly. <clears throat> that's social studies. Um, in sexual health this week. Feedback uh, is a gift. <laughs> yes. Also same in sexual health. <laughs> I still and forever will be a prep supporter. Oh, here we go. We have not talked prep about... Prep and condoms. We have not talked about... Prep and condoms. We have not talked about prep, prep for condoms. a lot of weeks. I am a supporter in you defining whatever safe sex is for you. I listened to the Black Trans and Beautiful podcast that you were on last week. Make sure you guys go listen to that. I need to link to that again. Yeah, it was a great conversation. You did great on there. That was, was a great, great conversation. conversation. Um, This conversation, however, is about prep is still the answer. It is not the cure. And I think that the stigma and the issue about prep has been people placing false hope in it being the cure. It is not the cure. We don't have the cure yet. We may not have the cure for five years. We may not have the cure for 10 years and maybe even 20 years. We don't have the cure. We do have the answer for prevention of HIV. That's what we got right now. We don't got the cure. We don't got the cure. We about to get flued out. (laughs) I'm not no don't don't know don't get flued out because flu is also we ain't got the cure for that either. (laughs) That took my co-host out. Um, We don't got the cure for that either. We don't got the cure for chlamydia. We don't got the cure for gonorrhea. Gonorrhea, that's And we don't got the cure for a lot of these other syphilis. Syphilis. We don't got the cure for a lot of these STIs. We don't got the cure. Period. What we do have is an answer to preventing HIV. And I myself have been more more than I thought a part of this issue and part of this study than I wanted to be. I didn't okay. realize that I was. Uh, but I am. And so in saying that, I still feel like the bedrock of sexual um, security um independence and responsibility is prep prep usage you can prevent something are we trying to cure something no we can't cure these things there are no cures yet pray to jesus get cast you a spell do all those things if you're looking for a cure we ain't got that shit yet we have something that prevents <coughs> and so just like gardasil <coughs> is highly um talked about highly we still researching this even though the trials have already come back after years and almost a decade of research 
people are still unsure about Gardasil, there's something that can prevent you from getting goddamn genital warts and herpes and shit. And people are still like, oh, I don't know. It's, it's a shot. Take one shot. And you can prevent something. Take one pill every day and you can prevent something. We are in the business of prevention. We are not in the business of curing yet. When we get to the business of curing, we'll talk about it. We don't have no cures for nothing yet. We got prevention. And so while we have prevention, stop getting out here in these streets talking about PrEP is not um, guarding you from syphilis. It ain't supposed to be. It's not guarding you from pregnancy. Yeah, that's the conversation. You can still you can still get pregnant and be taking PrEP. To you girls out there, we overreason things. You can still be taking PrEP. You can still get pregnant. It's not guarding you from that. It's preventing one thing. It's mm-hmm. one specific thing that is tailored to. Just like Gardasil. Gardasil is tailored to one specific thing. It's not gonna stop you from getting fucking chlamydia. I didn't if you got your Gardasil shot, if you got your Gardasil shot, you still gonna get chlamydia if you out here doing shit. Yeah. If you got your Gardasil shot, you still gonna get gonorrhea if you if out here you get doing your shit. MMR, you still could get you the gonna, flu. <laughs> you're going to get other things. Mm-hmm. Stop distracting from the narrative of what a drug is supposed to do. If I take a blood pressure medic uh, medicine, if I take warfarin and say. Well, I feel good today, but I don't know if this is going to block me from um, um, a brain tumor. It's not. That's not what it's supposed to do. It's warfarin. It's a blood thinner. That's what it's supposed to do. Let that drug do what it's supposed to do. And this medication, these medications are the only medications that are pulled apart this way. No one looks at warfarin and say, well, warfarin, it didn't stop me from getting eczema. <laughs> what? I, I still got um, rheumatoid arthritis. Rheumatoid arthritis after I did. Girl, it's that's not what it's supposed to the do. The girls on the rheumatoid arthritis commercials be having fun. I still got mesothelioma. I still got mesothelioma after this, and so the prep didn't. The prep didn't help me. My vaginal mesh. No. It didn't ask you about your vaginal mesh. It asked you about, are you going to get HIV after you're taking this medication consistently the way you're supposed to? And if you're taking it consistently the way you're supposed to, you're not going to get HIV. I'm a living testament. Trust me. I'm a living testament. You are not going to get HIV. Are you going to get mesothelioma? I don't know. I can't guarantee you you're not going to get mesothelioma. I'm not going to guarantee you're not going to get chlamydia. I'm not going to guarantee Vaginal you. Mesh. I'm not going to guarantee you're not going to get syphilis. I'm going to guarantee you one thing with this one drug just like others. Nobody says when you take a birth control pill, oh shit, well girl, I got the flu. This birth control not working. Even with Tylenol, you, for headaches, you still get shortness of breath and... What the Ooh. fuck? Why are we so why are we so small minded about this one medication? Let it be. And I say that in the hindsight of what we talked about last week of Bohemian Rhapsody with Freddie Mercury. If people in Freddie Mercury's generation saw the abilities that we have today, they would have jumped at the opportunity to prevent HIV. They would have jumped at the opportunity to not lose 100 pounds. They would have jumped at the opportunity to not look black around the eyes. They would have jumped at the opportunity to not go through... Three funerals a week. 
calling something they said they friends were dying. They would have jumped at the opportunity of using an antibiotic that was going to speed up killing you faster than the actual disease that was already killing you. They would have jumped at the shit 30 years ago. And here we are today sitting on our privileged pedestal talking about whether, well, it don't protect me from chlamydia. Bitch, it's not supposed to. That's sexual health this week. Send us your listener questions to hereforitpod at gmail.com or to any inbox where you can find us on social media. The um, Queen Cordelia writes, Is it normal to fall in love after a hookup? Are you in a space to answer listener questions? <laughs> um, me and this guy met on Jacked. We talked for a little bit and he wanted to hook up. So we met the next day and had sex. After the hookup, I couldn't stop thinking about him. Ooh, I know it's good. probably not normal for me to be falling in love, but I am. How do I go about possibly getting into a relationship with him without being weirded out? Cordelia. Cordelia. Met him on jacked. Moving too fast. The dick was probably good. He probably smelled good. He probably sweat just enough. He probably smelled right. You know, um, he probably, you know, even walked the door. Mm. He put a spell on you. (laughs) He put a spell on you. Wait a minute. I think the spell came through the goddamn email. Fuck. (laughs) Um... I feel you, sis. You're moving too fast. If it was just a hookup, ask him. Be vocal and say, hey, listen, I had a really good time last night. Mm. Is this just a hookup for you? Or do you want to like continue to hook up? Do you want to get to know me? Do you want to be friends? Would you like to build more? Communication is very, very important because it might have just been some pussy for him. You know, he had a hard day wow. at work. He needed to get this nut out and go back home, go to sleep. That might have all. That might have been all it was, and you have made this a whole Disney park ride. It don't have to be a whole Disney park ride. Mm-hmm. If it was just that for him, he just had a hard day at work and he wanted to get this hard dick off. Cool, disengage. If he's interested, he liked the sex. He can be a fuck buddy. If he's interested in more than that, you can get to know him. Tell him to take you out on dates, or you like to go to Westchester and shit. Go on dates with him. Get to know him a little bit more. But don't invest so much <coughs> where you're the only one investing and you're investing by yourself. Um, I semi-agree, but I don't think that you should be like asking him, was this just a fuck for you or are you interested in something more? Because when you explicitly... That sounded like an ultimatum. And if it was just going to be a fuck... I worry about the I like well how many hookups have I done girl don't count but um it sounds like a risk if if I was thinking that it was just a hookup for him then I ask him so do ask him if it's just a hookup yeah okay because I've been on I thought it was just a hookup before I got there and then the pussy was exquisite and I'm like ooh I can do this multiple times um and then it changed for me from just being a just a hookup and I could not text this nigga back the next day or never see him uh-huh. again to uh let me do this on Friday. Okay. And so that's why communication is very, very important yeah. because 
you've she already feels a certain type of way he or she uh feels a certain type of way you need to communicate do they feel the same way that you feel because he may thought it was trash how do i possibly get into a relationship with him without him being weirded out communicate with him because he may not want to be in the same relationship that you want a relationship doesn't but at least you'll know if you ask yeah that's what what i'm saying communication but a relationship is more than just the we go together we boyfriends is your relationship a friendship is your relationship a fuck ship is your relationship a uh i see you every month ship Mm mm-hmm those those are all different relationships and they're still a relationship. So you have to determine what type of relationship y'all are going to be in. And you can only determine that if you communicate with him and say what you feel and ask him how he feels. And if y'all feel the same thing, then y'all can be in the same ship. Frankie from What About Your Friends podcast asks, if you see your friend's older brother on a hookup app, Is it bad to meet up with him on some secret shit? Would you consider him or me a bad friend? LOL. The LOL is a part of the quote. Is this like brothers that came out the same vagina brothers? If you see your friend's older brother on a hookup app. So came out the same Is it bad to meet up with him on some secret shit? Nope. Fuck that nigga. Literally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really just... No, no, fuck that nigga. Especially if he say, yeah, you, y'all you both agree. Like, what is... I know you're friends with Charles. Shit. Okay, I don't give a fuck. That's friends with Charles. Cool. What that dick look like? Is that ass gonna grip? These are questions that I must know and find out tonight. Fuck that nigga. All right. Well, colorful commentary on that. <laughs> um... Here for it. So what are you here for this week? You are so fast. Oh, we have not done our affirmations. I just want to let you know that. We are on our Because you, you blamed me last week because you didn't do your affirmations. So I just want to make sure I remember it. Okay, well, great. So the affirmation this week will be being... Um, Feminine. Okay. Oh. All right. Why we got to be feminine? Because a lot of you... you, a lot of you <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something. T.I. Don't say the wrong things. You got the T.I. <laughs> a lot of you people are. A lot of you people. You people? Who's you people? I was going to say you hoes, so that, I cleaned that up. Wow. We're bottom, so we're hoes. No, we're feminine, so we're hoes. Masculine people can be hoes as well. You just wanted to fuck somebody, brother. I, yeah. <laughs> I would have fucked them. Anyway, <laughs> I would have right into the show. <laughs> being feminine does not hold you back from being a top. It does not hold you back from being in charge. It does not hold you back from being important, and it does not hold you back from putting your dick in these niggas. That's the affirmation for this week. My song for my soul. Okay, so it's like five thirty in the morning. My iPhone is. Being a twelve hundred dollar phone, who don't care that I have to pay this amount of money for it, it's doing its thing. So I just press my um, microphone button on my um, headphones, and then this song comes on. It says, "Your booty might be bigger, but I still can pull your nigga." But I don't wanna. Oh, 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 oh! I could do a 
a Kojic non-homophobic run right now. Um, so shout out to Erica Badu and the whole Mama Gun album, Mama's Gun, because when Erica Badu said that, I just lived. She said, "You got your PhD and your cum laude, but your nigga love me with a GED, but I don't want him." <laughs> Woo! That's a word. Look, y'all girls can be smart. Y'all girls can be ambitious. I know some dumb niggas with PhDs, so that <laughs> you can smart. do all these things, and your nigga is still gonna want. Just like my social studies. Okay, he might have fucked you. Cool. But he here now. Or he not here. Depending on how I feel. So shout out to um, Erica Badu. Booty. Okay, I'm going to check that out. I haven't heard that one. It sounds... <laughs> you have, you've, heard, you've heard the song. I'm, it sounds very motivational for me. <laughs> it sounds very motivational for me. I'm waking up to that tomorrow. Um, The song for my soul uh, is not as obscure. And is not R&B. Um, well, fortunately. Because it's just... Sabop. <clears throat> Here we go. All on the internet, you know, cash like the flex. <laughs> when they hit them up next, you know, I got a necklace. Sometimes I'm on marriage, sometimes I'm on carrots. These niggas is my bitches. I don't fucking care. Ice me out. Ice me out. Repeat. Okay. Ice me out. <laughs> Ice me out. 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 Nigga. Huh? Ice me out. <laughs> this is my song. <laughs> this is song. Ice me out. Ice me the fuck out, nigga. <laughs> it's the song for my soul this week. <laughs> because I identify with my Detroit sister. Oh, Cash Doll. Arkeisha Knight. Cash Doll. A.K.A. Cash Doll. <laughs> my 313 sister wrote the uh, thought anthem for me for the rest of the year. I don't want to hear nothing else. Don't nobody need to put shit else Ball out. We winter. a whole month and a half. Ice Me Out is the thought anthem for me for the rest of 2018 because I don't have nothing else for these niggas. If you're not talking about icing me out, if you're not talking about fluing me the fuck out, that's it. I don't have nothing else. I don't have nothing else for you niggas. Ice me the fuck out, nigga. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. My birthday is coming up. Yeah. Sagittarius season is coming up. And so if you think that you deserve my time, ice me the fuck out. I wear a size 10 ring. I like princess cuts. I, li- I live for um, a good silver. Maybe a cute. <sighs> maybe a cute rose gold. Maybe. If it's cute. But ice me out. Ice me out. Soft my <laughs> oh my gosh here for it this week it's the website g-o-f-o-b-o dot com has been inviting me to all the advanced movie screenings Widows starring Viola Davis Creed 2 with Michael B. Jordan Green Book with Mahershala Ali it comes out tomorrow. I got us passes, so I see that face you're making. I was going to tell you after. Okay. Um. So, go Fobo. I don't know how to pronounce it. I went to the website. They didn't pronounce it on their own YouTube. Um. G O F O B O dot com. 
has all the um, advanced movie screenings in this area, and I'm here for it. And it's all the good movies. Okay. So if you want an advanced movie screening, see if they have things going on in your area. I'm here for it. Yeah, definitely check it out. These movies are <laughs> fucking expensive out here, girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, get you a free ticket. Uh, get you a date. The gag is- And make sure he ice you out. <laughs> make sure he ice you out, especially if you're getting these fucking movie tickets. Yeah, it was like Creed 2 movie screening. I got the email. Then the phone rang at work. So, like, I know a good three minutes passed by. And then I went back. To, I got on the computer, go to my my personal email. By the time I could get to it, it was sold out. I was like, bitch, everybody want to see Creed 2. Same. Down to the... um. DC Downtown Theater. Fuck. This week, um, in my here for it or not, uh, Victoria's Secret is out. The person is out. No. no well, I'm the hold- person spoke true to the brand. He, Ed, so, Ed Razik was ooh. the chief marketing officer for Victoria's Secret. So, meaning... The chief marketing officer. You're the chief marketing officer. You're the you're, chief marketing You're the voice of the goddamn brand. You don't... It's not... Yeah. The brand gets to be divorced from this person. Yeah. He was the chief marketing officer. He has been the chief marketing officer for over a decade for Victoria's Secret. He speaks for Victoria's Secret. He is the mouthpiece for Victoria's Secret. Anyway. He, um had an interview where he was speaking about uh, transsexuals and um, women of a larger size being in Victoria's Secret shows. Mm-hmm. Um, the interviewer asked, shouldn't you have transsexuals in the show? He replied, no. Period. No. Period. I don't think we should. He says, well, why not? The interviewer. Mm-hmm. Because the show is a fantasy, come back to that point mm. in five seconds. It's a 42-minute entertainment special that is what it is. It is the only one in its kind in the world, and any other fashion brand in the world would take it in a minute. They can carp at us because we're the leader. These are the words from the chief marketing officer. You're hired to do this job, and this these are the best words that you had, Ed Razik. These are the best words. I have better words, and I don't even work for Victoria's Secret. This is the best you had, and this is the job you got? Uh, if you can't tell, I'm not here for it. Um, Victoria's Secret uh, has been a staple in women's underwear, bra lines, mm-hmm. smell lines, lotion lines for a long, long, long time. Um... To assume that the fantasy is always a white woman who is 110 pounds is inaccurate because there are plenty of trans women out here getting fucked because they are the fantasy. Okay, because that's where the real fantasy is at. They are the fantasy. (laughs) They are the fantasy. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, tune in to Pose. Watch the season. Get to the end of it and and tell me what you think that... uh, White man's fantasy was by the end of the show. What's the character's name from American Horror Story? I can't remember the white man. Anyway. Michael Langdon? Who are you talking about? No. Uh, Tate. Okay. Whatever Tate's character's name. Anyway. They show you a fantasy. Because trans women are a fantasy. Big women are a fantasy. 
Look up BBW porn and see how many men want to be in the fantasy of luscious, full figured women. Full body, yeah. Just 400 pounds of just ushy gushy. Loveliness. Mm, that's going on. That is that is their fantasy. The fantasy is not just Amber that's five seven and a hundred pounds. That's not the fantasy. The fantasy is multiple different things. It can be someone that's transgendered. It can be somebody that is full figured. It can also be somebody with a dick. Victoria's Secret don't have to limit themselves to these things. And so I'm absolutely not here for it. I'm absolutely not here for the branding slash marketing that he thought he was doing and in, in just adhering to what Victoria's Secret has been before. Victoria's Secret's um, ratings have been in a full decline yeah. since Rihanna headed it. And they even got Lady Gaga to come out here in 10 inch heels and that still didn't help. So y'all need to figure out who y'all chief marketing officer needs to be next. Cause that ain't it. That's it's, not a marketing strategy to win. Their 2017 show. I white. Of course, when you're talking, I'm Googling, um, their 2017 show pulled less than 32% fewer viewers than the 2016 show. So, wow. So in 2016, something, and then 2017, they, Put in less than 30% viewers. I mean, like, that's got to be crazy. Well, it's been it's a- okay to lose, like, 5 to 8 to 10% over one year, but to lose 30% of people in one year, what was the marketing department doing? No shade as the marketing girl. You should be trying to bring people back together because in one year, y'all lost 30% of y'all viewers. But, but that's what I'm saying. This, this, this The marketing girl didn't help that. So. Yeah, this is extremely divisive. It's extremely wrong. And y'all need a new chief marketing officer. And, and tweeted out an apology. Oh. Don't be standing in front of girls running your mouth. Then think, oh, I'm going to send y'all a screenshot of an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper with my apology on it. That's one paragraph. Barely. I can't find the apology right now. I read it. It, 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 it was, was trash. It, it was, was trash. Two or three sentences. Um, I misspoke. and this It was very not, Real Housewives or something. It does not. My comments do not represent the brand. You're the chief marketing officer. And you know that if you fuck up in front of an interviewer, you got to get back out in front of an interviewer to make it up. Victoria's Secret, fix the shit. That marketing person. Fix the whole shit because somebody hired that marketing person and thought that marketing person was doing great. And continue to do great for a long time. So there's a lot in the operations that needs to be fixed. If y'all would like to hire a new marketing girl, I am available hey. as well. Um, I'm a little bit expensive, but yeah, you know, put y'all both can of afford- us in one job. I mean, like- y'all can afford me. Y'all can ice me out. Ice me the fuck out. Nigga. Ice me the fuck out, nigga. <laughs> we have gotten to our favorite part of the episode. Your favorite. If you have, I'm recovering. A shot. Of liquor amongst you. Just take a shot with Aquafina. Us. Girl, you're not taking Aquafina. Smart water. You're not. What's the good water? The pH balance. What is it? The girls be looking for. It's the good pH. Oh, yeah, they do have a pH balanced water. Um, yeah. I like Voss, though, but I'm not that classy. But Voss <laughs> is cute. Um, this is our last call, so we're going to be taking a shot to the things that are going to be our last calls for this week. Take a shot with us if you are so 
inclined. Bombay Jan. My last call this. Oh, Bombay. Oh. My last call goes to LGBT homeless people in America. Please donate to LGBT organizations in your area this holiday season and make sure that they eat. Thanksgiving is next week. So if you have some food left over um, and, you know, the greens are still sacred. If you have a piece of turkey, make sure you guys are donating to the LGBT HIV advocacy organizations in your area. The LGBT homeless shelters, if you can. For us, by us. Make sure you guys are donating to our organizations. If you are in the DC DMV area, make sure you donate to Space Nova. They are an amazing organization. Check them out. And of course, check out CasaRuby.org. Here at Here For a Podcast, we love Casa Ruby. We've um, taped our one-year anniversary special there. And that is my last call for this week. I know. Welcome to the club. My last call this week is to Sema Reza. Shit, I can't do it. Sema Reza is a um, therapist that has a special on HB. Oh, I lost my voice completely. Fuck. My my last call is to my voice then, girl. (laughs) Shit. Damn. Okay, I'm going to push it. I got this. Sema Reza is a therapist that has been working with uh, veterans <clears throat> I got this. for over 15 years. She's a therapist that I worked with um, in my previous stints with behavioral health. And she finally got the limelight on HBO. Hey, man. Um, she highlighted some of her very special and unique therapeutic things, um, where she uses spoken word, art, um, dramatic writings, plays to elicit people coming back with post-traumatic stress disorder to heal from their scars. And to find a way through everything that they've been through. I'm sorry that was a rough transition. But it's very, 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 very important. Um, I went through her program. And when I saw that she had an HBO special, I was so proud. And some of the people in the program that she had on the HBO special were people that I was in the program with. And that touched me the most. Because I got to see their journey. Because when I was in the program with them, I just I wasn't sure that they would make it. Mm. Um, some of them, some of us, were very suicidal at the point that we were in the program. And um, to see them still alive, veterans, Amen. that have been through a lot, multiple tours multiple sexual abuse abuses uh while they've been in service um being 
extremely mistreated because of their gender or their sexual orientation while they were, were in service and it was legal. These are some of the people that were in the same program with me. And uh, I had no idea that, that the program would ever just make it to the big time like it did. And I was so happy to see it. Uh, but it's my last call because I think it's, it's an important topic that a lot of people brush over because when you think about therapy, you just think about sitting across from a psychologist in a chair and talking about your feelings and talking about your thoughts and blah, blah, blah. But therapy, but therapy can be so much more. Um, therapy, therapy can be draw what you hate about yourself right now. Draw what you're feeling. Draw why you're sad. Why you're depressed. Uh, why you are yearning out to do these things. Uh, write a poem to this person that died. That is an extremely, extremely powerful form of therapy. And I was so ex excited to see... Um, is this what she's doing on the HBO special? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to see that. I have it. Okay. Um, and... Uh, but what most importantly, this is what she's been doing. This has been her life work for a long 15, time. 15, 20 years. Yeah. And so I was one of her uh, patients, no HIPAA. Uh, <laughs> and to see her art form, to see her work being recognized for what it is and what it should be. I was excited for her. I was excited for other people to see it because um, a lot of people have in their mind what they think therapy is, and it's not always just that. And some people require different forms of therapy. You don't always have to sit across from somebody in a couch and they're in the chair and they're writing shit down. That's not always therapy. Some people require different forms of therapy. And this is a very, very different form of therapy that has helped me and I can attribute to why I am still here, why I am still alive. I have not killed myself yet. And um, SEMA is my last call for that reason. The name of the documentary is We Are Not Done Yet. Hey, man. Because we are not done yet. Uh, it highlighted veterans who have been through a lot and have decided to not end their life, in their families' lives, and say, I'm not done yet. My journey is not done. I've got more to do. I've got more to say. I can go other places. My location is not my destination. And so, if you have not checked out the documentary by Sima Reza, we are not done yet. Please check it out. It is my last call this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to Here For A Podcast. Um, and thank you for DC Podfest for having me this weekend. Um, learned a lot. Lurked a lot. Um, follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters and of course RonaldMatters.com. Hopefully I get my voice back. Well, I got mine back. I am the Superman T H E E S U P A M A N. Definitely find me on Jacked in your area and on Finding Farmers. Bye. Bye.